Uh, our parasha is Bishalach. Parashat Bishalach, Tavshit Peidalet. And the particular problem that we're going to deal with is the phrase Yad Hashem. Look at the Pasuk. The first Pasuk, at the end of the story of Yitzhak Mitzrayim and before Shirat Ayam, the Pasuk says, Vayar Yitzrael et Ayad Agdola. Vayar, we know what that, we sort of know what that means. It means they saw. Now you can see in different ways. I mean, you can see things with your different senses, not only with your eyes. But if it's very hot, you can forget to feel it. And you know it's very cold. You know that as well. So Vayar Yisrael could have a variety of meanings. But what doesn't help us is the continuation that says, Es Ayad Agdola. Et Ayad Agdola. I mean, what could that possibly mean? Et Ayad Agdola. I mean, after all, the way I was taught, Hashem doesn't have a Yad. And since he doesn't have a Yad, they can't be Gdola or Ktana. Right? A Yad Agdola. So if we would like change the words Yad Agdola to power. God's great power. Asher saw Hashem in Mitzrayim, that God exhibited in Mitzrayim. And then Vayiru Ha'am, again, Vayar Yisrael, the first beginning of the Pasuk, and then Vayar Vayir Uha'am uh, in the middle of the Pasuk. Et Hashem. Vayuha'am et Hashem. In other words, because of Vayar Yisrael, the Yadik Dolah, Vayir Uha'am et Hashem. And the God saw, I mean, they saw the Yad Hagdolah, and then they saw Hashem. And finally, the last phrase in the Pasuk is Vayaminu Bashem Moshe Abdo, and that's a, a difficult one. What is Vayaminu Bashem Moshe Abdo? I understand by Yaminu Bashem, that was the point of Yitziat Mitzrayim. What's Moshe Avdo? So, all these three questions the question of what is Bayar Yisrael, and then Bayir Uha'am, and what they saw was Yad Hashem, what did they actually, at the Yad Agdola, what did they actually see? Bayir Uha'am at Hashem. And finally, what does this mean by Aminu Bashem Uve Moshe Abdo? What does it mean they believed in God a lot and Moshe a little? Can't mean that they believed equally. That would sort of belie what Moshe Rabbeinu is about and what he is telling us. In any event, this is a difficult pasuk. And this pasuk is, um, Explained by Rashi in the following way. You see the Rashi? Let me just put it. Uh, I messed it up a little. I will straighten it out. Should I leave it?
<laughs> doesn't want to work. No, no, I don't think. Oh, no, yeah. Rashi, at the Yad Agdolah, what does that mean? I want Rashi to explain to me, explain to me what the Yad Hagdola is. So Rashi says, in Rashi's way, Et Hagvura Hagdola Shasta Yado Shel HaKadosh It says, though, what was written in the Pasuk was the great hour that God's arm did, which I think doesn't mean that God has an arm. It means that what God did, it's like if we were people acting that way, we would say easily God's arm. But God, so it's not a problem according to Rashi. There are many times that the Torah uses the word Yad, and it means, it means God. It doesn't mean Yad. V'chulan l'shon Yad mashem. They are all clearly words that mean Yad. They mean Yad. V'amifarsho yitakein alashon achar inyan hadibur. And someone who's explaining the Pasuk will explain the word Yad in in the way that makes sense. The way that the Pasuk, whatever the Pasuk happens to be talking about, we can call that Yad. Right? It's not something... Uh, so that's what Rashi says. I, 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 The way I understand it is that according to Rashi, the idea that God has an arm is off the table. We don't think that God has an arm. We think that what God does can be understood as Yad Hashem. Not because God has an arm, but because God does things. And the, one of the ways of describing the, how God does things in the world is Asher Yisrael at the beginning of that pasuk. Now the Ramban the Ramban on that pasuk, on the pasuk, here's the Ramban. He quotes Rashi, Lishon Rashi. But he says, he says the other Pashtanim, those who try to explain things in a simple manner or a straightforward manner, uh, disagree with Rashi. Avul Unkulus Lopirish Ayada Gdola. Unkulus has a different understanding. Of Yad Hagdola. Uh, again, Ukul is low perish Yad Hagdola Gvura, like Rashi explained. Yad Hagdola Gvura. Yad Hagdola just means the power of God. It doesn't mean the arm of God. Avalamar Yad Gvurat. Yada Rabata. Yad et Hagvura. So the Gvura of the Yad Agdola is not like Rashi, I guess, or it is like Rashi. It was that there is really a Yad, yad Gdola, Yad Gvurat, Yad Rabatai. 
that's Oculus, the power of the arm, the power of the arm. Rabbi Avraham, we're talking about the Ibn Ezra now, Amar, Amakah Gdola. Yad Gdola is like saying Makah Gdola, the great, uh, the great plague, plague of the Bechorot. V'chein hine Yad Hashem Hova Oya B'miknecha. There's another uh, reference to Yad Hashem, which seems to be literal. Vod Hashem me'od Yad b'Mitzrayim makebayim. Yad b'Mitzrayim. Yad, sorry, Yad ha'elokim sham. Yad ha'elokim sham. It was uh, the Ibn Ezra says you can't just do that. You can't just say the Yad is no Yad, and this is not, and this is something that the Ramban is going to defend by quoting Derech Emet. Al Derech Emet, you see those words in the Ramban. Derech Emet is Kabbalah. Kabbalah. Kabbalah was usually a different way of looking at things in terms of understanding. And here, the Kabbalah takes issue with Rashi, as did Unkelos and did the Ibn Ezra. The Kabbalah says that the people saw the Yad HaGdola. There really is such a thing as the Yad HaGdola. And they saw it or experienced it. And Yad HaGdola equals judgment. Right? So when we say Yad HaShem, we mean that the people, the people saw or understood something about the way God punished the Egyptians. Midat Adin, the harsh punishment, that's what they saw. Al Haaretz, you saw the great fire. Who Hayamin Asher Tiratzo Yevin? That's the Yad Yamin. Yad Yamin is, he said, is Midat Hadin, is the Yad Yamin. So they saw it. Asher tir atzo yevil destroy the enemy. Vehi zeroa Hashem shamar hakatuv uri uri lipshi oz zeroa Hashem alo et hi amecharevet yam lo yit aleim mimcha masha asul avo levushe oz mimasha katabdu bepasuk. So, Sachakol, if you go through the Ramban again, you will see 
that according to the Ramban, there is something called Yad Hashem. It's something real. It's not just a way of saying God's power, at least in the Derech HaEmet, but it's like saying some aspect of God's power, which is associated with Yad, which is associated with Yad Hashem. But I would like to, if I may, suggest uh, uh, an expanded understanding of this Ramban according to uh, something that we will look at together. Shemot Perigimel. Shemot Perigimel in the parish of Shemot. Shemot Perigimel is the how it was that Moshe Rabbeinu became Moshe Rabbeinu. And he appeared to Moshe Rabbeinu, Malach Hashem. Malach Hashem is not Hashem. It's a lower level. The Ramban, that's how the Ramban explained that the experience of God before Moshe Rabbeinu was the experience of Malach Hashem. But what he saw was a fire, mitochasne in that bush called the sne, vayar. Again, he saw and he saw vihinei sne boeba etrasnei So he saw something that cannot be. It can't happen that the sne is on fire and it's not going to be consumed. Can't be. There's no such fire. There's no such situation that you can imagine. So because of that, vayar. So as a result, Moshe Rabbeinu correctly says, I'll go and I will see it. Why does he call it Maregadol? Why does he call it Maregadol? Because it's really something that can't happen. In the world that Moshe Rabbeinu lives in, you can't have a fire that doesn't consume wood. Because he understood, he understood, Moshe Rabbeinu understood that it was a maregadol haze. It wasn't something regular. Madua lo yib ar hasne. Pasuk zayin. Pasuk dalet vayar. Hashem again, Vayar and Vayar and Vayar ki sarler ot, Vayikray lav elokim itochasne, Vayomer Moshe Moshe. All the Rishonim say Moshe Moshe is chiba. Hakadosh Baruch Hu wanted Moshe to approach. Vayomer Moshe Moshe. That's what God said to Moshe Rabbeinu. Vayomer hineini and Moshe Rabbeinu answered with the only answer that is possible to give God at this time, and that's Hineni, which means I am prepared for whatever it is that Hashem sends me to do. Vayomer, and Hashem says to him, al halom, don't go close to that place, shalna take off your shoes, ki so this pasuk is is kind of hard to understand. Why why does that place become a holy place? 
And he went, what, what is the advantage to Moshe Rabbeinu taking off his shoes? What's the, why is it Admat Kodesh? And he said furthermore to Abram, to Moshe Rabbeinu, Anochi Elohei Avicha. I am the father. I am the God of your father. Actually, fathers. Elohei Abraham, Elohei Yitzchak, Elohei Yaakov. Vayaster Moshe Panav. Diarei Mehabit El HaElokim. So we know that uh, looking at God was frowned upon. It wasn't possible. Moshe Rabbeinu responded in the proper manner, and he covered his face. So, so you have this uh, this story going on about Moshe Rabbeinu being charged with a job, and Moshe Rabbeinu finding it difficult to stand in that place. Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, they seem to have had enough. It's true, it's not 400 years. It's only 210 years. But after 210 years, they've had enough. They, 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 they've suffered. And... So you know that the word v'ayred is a very powerful word, which the Kabbalists thought of a, a lot about. What is the meaning of a raid? Where did God go down from and where did God get to? And I will bring him up. I will go down and I will bring them up. From Egypt. I hear the the wailing of Bnei Yisrael, the crying. And I realize, well, apparently, that the Egyptians are applying great pressure to Bnei Yisrael in Mitzrayim as slaves in the Egyptian uh, world. And so Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, Lechavet Shlachacha, El Paro, Votsietami Bnei Yisrael Mitzrayim. That's the end of the story. That's the end of the story. Go, you go, and I'll go to you. I send you to Paro. Why does Hashem have to say to, to us, I'm sending you Moshe to Paro? What's Paro got to do with this? God wants Bnei Yisrael to come out of Mitzrayim, so they're going to come out of Mitzrayim. What do you need Paro as an intermediary? What do you have to approve? Why does Paro have to approve God's will in this case? And that's the end of the story because Paro has to approve of what's going to happen. So Moshe Rabbeinu has to go to Paro. If not for Paro, so there wouldn't be a Moshe Rabbeinu apparently. Moshe Rabbeinu standing and heard all of this. He heard what HaKadosh Baruch said. He was appointed 
And yet, he says, Who am I? What do you mean, who am I? You are the chosen one. You are the one designated by a Kodesh Baruch to tell to take the Jews out of Mitzrayim. Is that enough? Me anochi Moshe Rabbeinu zugelechel paro. Let me gelechel paro. What's the big deal? Paro doesn't count. Paro is not really the person who is involved. Me anochi gelechel paro. That's Moshe Rabbeinu saying it. I should be the one. Well, what is he saying? God's choice was no good. God didn't understand the political realities in Mitzrayim. I mean, what was it that Moshe Rabbeinu was astounded about by Yomer? Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, I will be with you. And I will give you a sign that everybody will understand and the sign will explain that I, Hashem, have sent you when you take them out of Mitzrayim you'll serve God on this, on this mountain that you are on this on this mountain. Again. Here I was sent by the God of your fathers. What does that mean? They're going to say to me, what is his name? What is his name? His name indicates that there's a intimacy between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Moshe Rabbeinu. What am I going to tell them when they ask me for some sort of intimacy? Yeah, this is what you should say. God is beyond time. There's no future. There's only what God wants. That's what you should say. See the word la'olam is missing above. I mean, you could have above. You don't have to write above in every case. It's hidden away. Shelo yikare ichtavo. 
שלא יקרא לעלם, זה שמי, לעלם, that's something that's hidden, not forever, but hidden away. וזה זכרי, למדו איך נקרא. וכן דוד הוא אומר, השם שמך לעולם, השם זכרך לדור ודור. So there you have it. There you have it. Moshe Rabbeinu is appointed to take the Jews out of Mitzrayim. Moshe Rabbeinu says, I can't do it. Anochi bal b'nei Yisrael matli lahem amru mashmo. What is this conversation that is taking place between Moshe Rabbeinu and HaKadosh Baruch It's almost as though, it seems to me, that it's almost as though it's Moshe Rabbeinu and HaKadosh Baruch are not talking about the same thing. HaKadosh Baruch says to Moshe Rabbeinu, you are the appointed one. Just like everything else that God appoints, you will be successful because you are appointed. So you'll be successful, as HaKadosh Baruch Hu say. What does Moshe Rabbeinu say? He says, Bamru li mashmo ma'omar alehem. What will I say to them when they ask me? Say something, explain something about the intimacy between you and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Say something special, something that we don't know. And so, Vayom Elohim Moshe, Eyeh Asher Eyeh, the future is in our hands. Vayom Akotum Alevdei Yisrael Eyeh Shalachani Aleyhem. I come with the future, right? I don't come, I come from the past, Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, but I come with the victory in the future, that the future belongs to us. I think that what Mo, what Moshe Rabbeinu was arguing, was arguing with the, with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, was that B'nai Yisrael had just been through, I mean, in our parak, B'nai Yisrael had just been through the nine makot, the nine makot that mostly was, the Egyptians were suffered suffering, but the Jews also suffered uh, during some of the some of the Makot. So Moshe Rabbeinu at Parag Gimel, Moshe Rabbeinu is saying to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, there are two jobs, there are two jobs that the leader the one who takes them out of Mitzrayim has one job. One job is to ensure that they understand and that they believe that it's all coming from divine will. That's a job. It's a job they get. But then later on, there's going to be another job. And the other job is going to be to convince the people that Hashem gave the Torah to B'nai Israel. Through Moshe Rabbeinu, that Moshe Rabbeinu was the conduit, 
So Moshe Rabbeinu says to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I can't really do that. I mean, how? what am I going to say when they say, Mashmo, Mashmo meaning just tell us something that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. Tell us something about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Vayomer Lekim Moshe, the future is also in your hands. You will be able to tell them what happened. And this uh, this process that Moshe Rabbeinu is uh, responsible for, Yitziad Mitzrayim and Kabbalat Torah, right? That Kabbalat Torah, Kabbalat Torah is going to depend on Moshe Rabbeinu. And B'nai Yisrael have to be willing to accept the Torah from Moshe Rabbeinu. Otherwise, I mean, they have to be able to see that Moshe Rabbeinu has the ability to bring the Torah in the world. And it's not just an ability to bring plagues into the world. So that puzzle that we started with, Vayar Yisrael at the Yadak Yisrael, meaning that they, they understood something. They saw something, but I mean, they understood it. It wasn't a mystery to them. They understood something about the power that HaKadosh Baruch Hu exercised in Mitzrayim. So Yadak Dola has a double meaning, the Rashi meaning of power and the Ramban Alpiyah Kabbalah meaning of that part of God which is represented by Yad Agdola, the Midat Adin, Asher Asa Hashem B'Mitzrayim. They saw it and they understood it was from God. And they, uh, their understanding of the world they live in demanded Yiras Shamayim from and the Hashem. And finally, by Aminu Bashem, Moshe Abdo, by Aminu Bashem, that Hashem is in charge of the future, that's Eyasha Eye, over Moshe Abdo, Moshe Abdo, Perusha Dova, that Moshe Rabbein was going to bring into the world the Torah, and they believed that Moshe Rabbein could do it, and would do it, and should do it, and was going to bring uh, the truth into the world. And they believed at this time. When did this all happen? This all happened after the Makat Bicharot. The Makat Bicharot was really the Makkah, which led to the uh, Bnei Yisrael leaving Mitzrayim, not the others. The nine Makot that preceded were Makot against the Mitzrim in the hope that they would do tshuva that they would change their ways, and they would perhaps even also understand that by Amin HaBashem and Moshe Abdo, but that didn't work. So after after Makat Becharot, there was uh, in the in the Parshiot, there was uh, Shirat Hayam. I mean, the Jews recognized the fact that God was protecting them and demanded of them shira. But that is a story for another occasion. Right now, what we're interested in is the Yadak Dola, 
Ve'aminu b'ashem u'v'bosha'avto, a relevant pasuk, which you may, you may have, uh, you may know is a pasuk in Tehillim, Perek Tzadi, pasuk Aleph. Tfilah b'moshe ish ha'elokim. Tfilah l'moshe. Tfilah l'moshe. I'm davening to Moshe Rabbeinu, and as Moshe Rabbeinu taught me that the future is in the hands of God. Isha Elohim. Isha Elohim means connected to. It means, Ish doesn't mean a man. I mean, it means a man sometimes, but here it means a man connected to God. Adonai ma'on atahaitalano. God, you protected us. Bidor vador. Right? In the past and in the future. So this is the relevant pasuk, I think, which sets the tone for the uh, for the entire parasha and for Yitzhiyahu Okay. All the best. Be well. Thank you very much, Rabbi. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Go to. Thank you. Mm. Refreshing. <laughs>